It was a big weekend. It was a massive weekend. It was an exciting weekend. Not because allegedly yesterday was George Jetson's birthday. Not because I was at the party at the Palace. Not because we finally have finality in the Deshaun Watson case. Not because one of my favorite writers wrote a joke of an article. No, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, it was an amazing weekend for the show. Because Josh Helmer had a birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, Josh. How was the birthday weekend? Does it carry over into a birthday week? It carries over into an Oklahoma media day tomorrow birthday week. So Ooh. it's all it's all good, baby. So, okay, we do you guys want to have an on-air meeting about this real quick? Because I know, I think Toby's listening. TJ's listening, too. I think the boss lady is listening as well, too. Casey and... And the boss man, Brian Vineyard, you want to try to dot our I's and cross our T's here real quick? Please, yes. Let's on okay. air meet. By the way, welcome back, Pierce. Is Pierce back? I don't even, I'm not even. No, he is not okay, here this morning. Sorry, Pierce. Uh, so you're in the Brown O'Haver studios. That's correct. Are you standing by? Oh, big time. Okay, so here's the deal. They are, not, and I shouldn't say they, um, there's not going to be, because of some of the work that's going on, Places where we can do our show live from there. So, unfortunately, uh, as I have, and I don't know how much I, a dotting of I's and crossing of T's that TJ Perry has done, my understanding is that we will not be allowed. I, and and it's, I'm not saying they're like, stay out, but just there's not the space, there's not the room because of the construction that's going on. So... I was thinking, using my somewhat brilliant mind, <laughs> that we could bring you, and I don't think we're allowed to carry the defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator live either. Just I'm, I'm trying to double-check on that. Now, I'll be there, but I think the understanding is that the only entity that's allowed to be aired live is is coach venables at 10 a.m and also this is for you the listener to kind of get an idea of how it's it's going to run tomorrow so i was thinking my mind josh that and is pierce back tomorrow i mean does he still work here good question i don't know yeah i can solve that mystery before tomorrow okay i because here's what i'm thinking is you come out with me from eight to nine and while Ted Roof is speaking, they're going to have guys that'll be doing things from like uh, 8.30 to 9, which will give us some content for the 9 o'clock hour. And we'll have guys that'll be available for, you know, later in the program. So you'll have Ted from Coach Roof, excuse me, from 8 to 8.30, and then the rest of the defensive assistants will be available at different tables. That way you can go around and talk to Miguel Chavis because he sure as heck doesn't know who I am. Uh, talk to Jay Vly. You can talk to uh, all kinds of guys. Brandon, all, all kinds of guys are going to be available. It's going to be awesome. And, and then, with that information, we can maybe start the 9 o'clock hour with the Ted Roof Presser, unless Toby and TJ want to air it at 830. And then I'll take care of Levy at 9 and get all the offensive guys from 9 to 10. And then I'll head back to the studio during the Brent Venables Presser. It's confusing as all get out, but... When you have a presser from 8 to 8.30 and then 9 to 9.30 that you're not allowed to carry live, but you can carry 10 a.m., it creates a few issues for a 9 to noon show, hashtag just saying, especially if we can't be on location. So what do you think? What 
what do you think we should do during OU Media Day to give it the infinite amount of coverage that Oklahoma Sooner fan deserves? I think that's brilliant. I think we figured it out. And, you know, one way or the other, we'll get it worked out. I, I should be able to come over there for the 8 to 9 a.m. you can, if not, completely understand. It's just it, – now, this would be really – oh, yeah, just carry it all live. But I understand, right? I completely and totally get it. The uh, idea is, hey, you can air these, and we will, but it has to be after the press conference comes to a conclusion. Now, if – dot tv or i guess now it's espn plus or anyone like that has it live and we're not allowed to yeah i'll probably blow a gasket that that definitely will happen um but in in the end i just want sooner fans to get the coverage they deserve i want them to hear ted roof i want them to hear jeff levy i want them to hear from all uh, of the other what would that be eight assistant coaches i want them to hear from brent venables that's that's the goal for tomorrow Content, 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 right? Tomorrow, Josh, is about giving you that sooner information that isn't centered around a recruiting philosophy, that isn't centered around uh, facility upgrades, that isn't centered around, and I'm not saying anything negative, right? This the sole mission that's centered around, all right, what is this team? What does it look like? What's the philosophy going in on who you feel good about? Who had a good summer? What could we potentially see schematically that changes? I mean, tomorrow is very much a back-to-football kind of a mindset, in my opinion. Now, again, I'm not saying I don't want to hear about the philosophy. I'm not saying I don't want to hear about those things. But to me, media day, local media day, is about people who have covered this team, that have been around this team, that, that have, have, have done the Big 12 Media Day tour, that have not found a five-month-old clip and suddenly want to be outraged about it. Tomorrow is about OU football 2022. Fair? I mean, I, that's kind of how I always felt about Media Days. No doubt, yeah. And I think it's setting the stage, answering the questions if you can yet what's going to happen in fall camp, right? I mean, what what are we watching in fall camp? How, how are position groups shaping up, getting thoughts from players and coaches about how they view various competitions on the roster? It's, yes, jumping all the way in on the 2022 football season. We'll see how it works out. We'll see how it works out. So how was the birthday? So I think, do we feel like we have a play? Toby, do you feel good about that? I'll soon as I maybe I'll even dial in and let TJ tape that audio back in studio so you guys can have it to play right away whenever Ted Roof is done. Um, maybe we'll do the same thing with Jeff Levy so we can have it as soon as he is done. And then of course the network, the network will have the Brent Venables presser for you. Does it seem like a is it a one two three break or is everyone like huh? Don't know if I like that right now, Plank. We need to drill a little bit deeper. Let's get a group text message going later today. <laughs> Media day on three, everyone. <laughs> so how was the birthday weekend? Did you, did you do anything fun? It was t- tremendous. Good. Had a great weekend. Uh, didn't do anything, you know, too wildly exciting. Went and, you know, had lunch with the family and then just kind of hung out after that. But look, man, I, I can't complain. It was a good weekend. How was yours? Um, I got a, la- a last-minute opportunity to go to the party at the Palace on a Friday night, and it was a blast. And I, I kind of – again, I am, I- I've often talked about what that depth chart looks like, right? Uh, the voice is number one, number one. Toby Rowland, 
who is the best at what he does. To me, uh, I know he doesn't like me saying this, but I have immersed myself in these old games. And, I mean, you guys have no idea how blessed we are to have Toby as the voice of the Sooners. No idea. Beyond just what he does in the articulate, accurate, and emotion-filled play-by-play call, but in everything he does around it. Number one, number one in my book, and he is in everyone else's book, and he should be. So if Toby can't do something, then it starts to drop down. You know, okay, can Chad do it? Great. Uh, if he can't, all right, can we get Cootie to come back from Nebraska to do it? Okay, Jess can't, great. Is there an intern around here that wants to talk on a microphone that would like the opportunity to do something? No, there isn't. Uh, can we call Taylor Maples or Todd Miller to maybe? No, they can't do it? Okay, um, geez. Well, I guess we'll call Plank. So I, I think as they work down that depth chart, Josh, I got an opportunity to go on Friday night and – Listen, I, I don't know what I can and what I can't say, uh, and I don't want to risk not going again. <laughs> I want to be a part of this thing with what I saw forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. But I, I wish everyone could be there. I really do. Because if you see the genuine nature, the real behind it from every single person on this staff, You wouldn't spend your time fighting with slappies on Twitter about things. You would allow them to continue to yell into the abyss. You would allow them to continue to have to put up ridiculous polls that allow their ridiculous opinions to get smoked. You would would not have them begging for mercy. You would allow them to continue to scream and yelling to the abyss. Josh, you know what my deathbed wish is? I'm not dying, at least not that I know of, but you know what my deathbed wish is? You know this, right? You've heard me mention it enough times on this show. I'm sure I will once you jog my memory here. My deathbed wish is that a Colin Coward or, I, I don't know, a Brandon Walker, which by the way, does Brandon Walker even watch college football? I mean, I, I, probably not. Oh my no. gosh. But my dying wish is that one of these opinion makers says something stupid to troll you and nobody responds. And that, that, that ratio is zero. And the likes are only a handful of you. That's my dying wish. And I'll tell you what. If you were at this event on Friday night and you see it and you witness it firsthand like I do, then you wouldn't spend any time fighting with these morons that's just me that's how I feel about things and that opinion ain't gonna change we are witnessing something incredible in the culture and foundation building of this program we'll see how it relates on the field that's still TBD and that in the end my friends is is what is the true scoreboard here right wins and losses it's the reality of it the holistic approach it's catching on, peeps, and it's real. And it's not just Brent Venables. It's every member of that staff. You know, I, I, I've talked about this a lot. It's names maybe you haven't heard and that you don't know yet. Names like Woody Glass and Chloe Glass. Names like Thad Turnipseed. Um, it's incredible what they're doing right now. And those are... 
I mean, guys that are out there grinding away, that are the, the sole mission guys, Caleb Kelly, Josh Norman, Curtis Lofton. I could go through and name every single assistant. Seeing John Cooper all fired up this week and listening to J.P. Lossman speak. I mean, Josh, it's from top to bottom, man. And I don't care what, and again, when I say this, I want to, to make this very clear. I love me some Ari Wasserman. I don't care what Ari Wasserman thinks about a story that we all did five months ago. <laughs> that, by the way, that's all Tyler McComas' fault that that ended up happening this week, and I hope you all know that, and I'm proud of him for it. <laughs> but it's, that's not, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anyone says on social media. It doesn't. What matters is what's happening there and what I saw on Friday night. I mean, these, I hate to use a, a, a cheesy phrase, but these dudes are locked in, man. And sure, there's going to be guys to decommit. It happens. It's part of college football. It's the reality of it, right? There's going to be opportunities where maybe an NIL deal is attached to something or, you know, a, a, a girlfriend comes along and changes everything or an injury. I, there's going to be things that happen. But I'm here to tell you, none of this is fake. None of this is scripted. None of this is an act. All of this is the real deal. And it's ever, Lee Davis. Oh, my gosh, what a rock star she is. Zula Osman, what a rock star she is. Josh, they're, they're special, man. And that's not just me saying it because – that's the first time I'd ever had a chance to go to one of these events. I remember a couple years ago I had a chance to, to go to the, what they call it, the barbecue. And they still, I mean, still do it, but I was out of town. I'd never been to one of these events. And it's just, it's really, it's really cool to see these coaches in their element and to see these families that are coming in to have the opportunity to play at Oklahoma. You would spend far less time concerning yourself with what any dope thinks about your program on the internet if you were able to see firsthand what I was blessed to see firsthand and have from the ladies' clinic, I, from the ladies' clinic to this recruiting event on Friday night when Bryn Venables talked about stripping it to the bolts. My gosh, man, uh, they have, and it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome to see. And, again, I'm not someone who gets too caught up in following the commits or the stars or the rankings, but it looks as if I wasn't the only one who found myself in awe of what was going on on Friday night. Right, Josh? Well, and if you would like to be someone that follows the commits and the stars, Oklahoma continues to just nail down crystal ball projections and rivals future casts and on three predictions. Uh, you know, just dating to this past end of last week through the weekend, Oklahoma's got more 24-7 sports crystal ball predictions in for all blue chippers, safety McCurry Vic Vickers, defensive lineman David Stone, wide Did receiver Vickers Anthony commit? Evans. Uh, let's see on Vickers. Live radio. It is, it is live radio. Uh, no, he is announcing on August 26th from mm. what I can tell. Okay, cool. Colton Vasek has an announcement coming up today at 3 o'clock. I'd feel pretty good about that Vickers one if I was a Sooner fan. But, again, 
it's pretty incredible to see what's happening right now. And as we'll say a lot on this you know, very radio program, Josh, and we'll start to get a feel as football practices get rolling, all the unnamed recruiting coordinators can say what they want, and this philosophy is going to be challenged, I'm sure, and it can be viewed as old school or however you want to view it. But for those always valued for most fans and necessary recruiting rankings, things look pretty good, aren't they? Pretty freaking good right now if you're an Oklahoma Sooner football fan. So fun times, man. I had a blast. I really did. It was one of the first people that came up and introduced themselves to my family was Brent Venables. I mean, how cool is that? My daughter was in awe. She was in awe. She's like, that was, that was Coach Venables that just came up and introduced himself to me. I'm like, yeah, pretty cool, huh? Really neat to see, man. And don't spend what's – the, uh, what's the line? Don't get caught trying to clean the gator pin or something. I don't know. Don't get caught in the mud. Spend more time just being grateful for where, where this program is. It's one of the – now, again, Josh, in the end – First weekend in September is the great test, right? And then beyond that, week three in Nebraska, a home game against Kansas State. Let's see how this thing is executed on the field. But off the field, pretty pretty awesome right now. Foundationally pretty awesome. I'll say this. Here's another thing that kind of blew me away. So did you, did you see the – do we have time here? No, it's 920. Let me take a break. I want to talk about one thing facility-wise when we get back. Yes, Deshaun Watson's suspension is out. The NFL, let's see what their next step is. You kind of get the sense in reading the tea leaves here that the NFL is in a position where it looks like they're just going to say, well, that's what the arbitrator said, so we're going to go ahead and go with it, or the judge and juror. We, I mean, that's six games, so you know we've investigated it, so we'll go ahead and stand with this. Man, what, what a, a bad look for the National Football League. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. And it ended up being actually kind of a sneaky good sports weekend. The back-to-football thing that took place all day Saturday was pretty cool. We got Cruton talk all day long and much more on a busy Monday with the Plank Show on the Ref. Real quick on the facilities. It's a Plank Show on the Ref. We'll get to uh, Deshaun Watson. I'm going to do that in the mobile portion of the program. He's... Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plankett, Josh on Rev. Birthday boy. Turned 25 over the weekend. What a weekend. A great start to the day weather-wise here in the Norman OKC metro areas. The, uh, the rain has been falling, but here's the, the, the terrible news is the clouds will clear out and we'll be back up over 100 degrees by this afternoon. If there was one thing that was kind of nice, Josh, is the weather break this weekend was pretty good. Tape pretty good, didn't it? Not too shabby. Weather was good. We need more of that. I am ready for mornings more like this one and afternoons less like this one. Oh, and by the way, RIP to a legend. It's it's not a by-the-way story in sports. We're going to spend a lot of time on it in our top five mm. stories of the day. But rest in peace, Bill Russell. How about this stat that my man Rick Kamla threw out? Uh, in 1958, Bill Russell was hurt and didn't have a great finals and struggled in a game seven. But if you throw out 58, 
in five NBA Finals Game 7s, which he never lost, he averaged 20 points and 32 rebounds in Game 7s. He was 21-0 in elimination games. It's unbelievable. And I had the question asked last night on Bill Russell on our show, is he one of the least talked about greats in the history of the NBA, you think, Josh? Because we get caught up in the era of LeBron versus MJ. Kobe, is he in the conversation? But yet, nobody brings up Wilt and Bill Russell in those conversations, and Bill won 11 freaking rings. I think in sports in general, yeah, Bill Russell is a forgotten great, great champion. Those that obviously are of that you know, older demographic maybe understand or appreciate Bill Russell a little bit better, but generally speaking because of the time frame that it was in it it gets overshadowed by the Tom Brady's and the Tiger Woods and on and on and on Michael Jordan's the LeBron James of the world if you're talking specifically NBA the you know Kobe Bryant's as well he just yeah he probably never quite got his due like a lot of these other stars in the league have Mm. so RIP to a great Bill Russell passes away at the age of 88. We'll have much more on that coming up later on in the program. So last week, uh, Thad Turnipseed threw out a tweet that that showed you the recovery area, right? And it it had several of those body pods. There was a, there's a cryogenic area where players will help in recovery. It is... It's really SECized, if you will. It's next level. Here's what blew my mind, Josh. Those those are in the area. I mean, they've literally I, – I, I talked about this a lot because the aesthetic part of it, when you go by campus, what do you see? You see that the bud's been torn down and that there is a process of building what, I don't know, might end up being coaches' offices in that area, might end up being – academic support and things of that nature, but as of right now is, is a new football facility that's going up. This recovery area, and it's, in a, it's wild to me, I feel like six, five months ago I was down there in an area where the coaches' meeting rooms were. They literally cleared out – this, and I only know this because this is where we do all of our post-game stuff. It's, that's where all of this is, and it's done, and it's finished – and it's ready for the season. The things you don't see on the inside are what's pretty jaw-dropping. And these, these are amazing. I mean, they're, uh, I, I mentioned the pods. I mentioned the, uh, it, it, am I saying it right, cryogenic area, kind of the freezer that they have in there that, that helps in recovery? I think I am. I don't think we're going to have anyone end up like Mr. Freeze or anything of that nature. But it's, it's incredible. It's incredible to see the transformation in areas that we never witness as fans, right? Unless you, unless you take an area, what am I saying? Unless you take a tour, then you would have never known that this wasn't down there. And, I mean, I, I know that this is part of construction, and it still wows me every single day. But, Josh, it almost looks like that's the way it's always been. I mean, that's, that's incredible. I walked in there, I was like, wait. This is, this is where we do our post-game press conferences, our meetings with coaches. This is, 
the defensive backs room. That right there is a linebacker's room. This was a tight ends room. You've basically taken three rooms and have combined them into this massive recovery area. It's like, that's right. Walked into the player's lounge. It's completely redone. There's a golf simulator that's in there now. There's pool tables. I think I even saw a ping pong table over there. Dude, Josh, I, again, I know that there's a, there's a large portion of fans that say, oh, well, it, let's go win some games. I understand. I get it. I completely understand. But what's going on behind the scenes right now, especially whenever it comes to maybe what you might consider little things inside the, uh, inside the Switzer Center, inside the locker room, man, it's pretty incredible, and it's, ex- it's exciting stuff. And for it to, as you mentioned, be done in eight months is kind of amazing. Was that any of it on the docket before this coaching staff and that turnip seat and everybody came in? Don't know. Good question. Don't think so, but don't know. Now, to be fair, when all of that conversation started, when all of that conversation started about the upgrades that needed to be made, Joe Castiglione at the first press conference, kind of came out and, and, and people are, oh, well, Lincoln Riley's concerned. He's leaving because he doesn't think the Oakland. And I keep waiting for that next USC story to drop because isn't it in, 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 in everything that happens good for Oklahoma, there's got to be some USC story that drops? Or I keep waiting for that. I haven't seen it yet. But, you know, the whole idea was, well, it wasn't that Lincoln Riley was scared of the SEC. He was worried about the commitment to administration had to the program and so on and so forth and that's why he took USC but Joe Castiglione came out in that first presser and said yeah we we know we we know that there were changes that had to be made so I don't know Josh if it was that intense of what might have been done down there but I do know there were some changes that were going to be made yeah so we had a pretty strong indication that OU Joe Castiglione their commitment to not just football, but especially, obviously, to football. They knew there was some, can I say, catching up to do with uh, maybe some other powers that be in the sport or just uh, sure catching up or keep keeping, keeping up, up. Yeah. is maybe the better phrasing of it. So that was already in the works, but you, you get some new voices leading the program, steering the ship here, and all of a sudden you can – streamline that just a little bit expedite it a little bit and uh it sounds like looks like a little bit of that has happened at oklahoma because hey they need they need that recovery uh set of systems down there they gotta have those um couple of early returns on the air comfort solutions text line at 405-651-3439 let's get rolling it's monday no, we're going to get to Deshaun Watson. That's our. That, we're going to carve out some time at 10 a.m. to do that. Um, I, I, I want to get into the the viral reaction this week into the Brent Venables clip, which was, I mean, we're talking, Josh. That that was at least like February when that came out, right? Or was that was that March? When was that presser from? It was. It was a minute ago, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, not any time recently. By the way, if there was ever anything that told you or showed you how little people pay attention to big details, there's your evidence from this weekend. 
There you go. Because we had posted that five months ago, whenever it came out, and I, we've done shows on it. I know for a fact I listen religiously to several OU podcasts. I know Gabe and Teddy have talked about it, about that philosophy. I know Carrie and Josh and, and Eddie have talked about it relentlessly on their podcast. To pretend like this was something new this weekend is what really, really angered me. Bye-bye. We'll get to it in a bit. But on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, Big Bad Wolf, uh, Big Bad Wolf writes, Hypothetically, what is Brent Venables? What if Brent Venables wins the national championship in his first year? What would be the national reaction? Oh, you, no, no, no. It would be. Oh well, he did it with Lincoln Skies. That's what it would be. But I, I would say I'd, I'd temper that. If we, if we put a guy in a position where you think his first year in, they're winning a national championship. Let's slow down a bit. There's, there's a lot of kinks to be worked out. Sooner Zach. Plank, did you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement for Friday's event? Uh, no, I did not. I posted a picture on Friday night afterwards, maybe it was Saturday morning, and I took it down because people are a-holes on the internet, and I don't, again, I'm, I love my family. I don't post a lot on my kids or anything of that nature, and so I took it down. But then when I took it down, I was like, oh, are you allowed to talk about this? And then I just double-checked. I was like, sure. And then, of course, I put it up yesterday, and what's one of the first replies? Brent Brown, man, what the heck went down? Everyone is acting like they saw the inside of Pulp Fiction's briefcase. No, Brent, I'm smiling with my family, you a-hole. You ever wonder why? You guys ever wonder why? This is why. And I'm a nobody. And you got a-holes like this. Um, and then there was this. People used to be able to tour the Switzer Center on the second floor, which is kind of like a museum, and all, had all the trophies throughout the years. Can the general public do that anymore? Is that accessible or open to the public? Good question. I don't know. Now, I know on some game days, because what was that second level of the Switzer Center has kind of become that main entrance in the south end zone, right? To where you can go in and there's all the, all the trophies are on the wall, of the individual awards. They've got the, the, the national championship and Big 12 trophies on the front, on the backside of it. They've got all the, the, the championship rings. They've got the Heisman trophies on the back wall. Um, there's several videos that are going on. So I think on, on certain game days you can go in and, and walk through that and check it out. But I think there's more to come on that front. Even outside, they've got some, some touch screens where you can be a part of it. I, had you, have you been in there in that front? Entrance to the south end zone, Josh. You have, haven't you? I never have. No, I, I've never walked we, around we go in from, there. Oh, you haven't? We got to. We I walk. I literally found myself on Friday night, just kind of taking a few moments to walk around. It's really cool, and it's a cool celebration of the history. There's always highlights that are going on around you. So, yeah, it, it, it's going to continue to be an experience that grows and grows and grows because they do that. That's good for recruits and their families. And it's cool for fans to feel like they're a part of the program. All right, quick break. Unfortunately, me being a part of the party at the Palace, the excitement that came out of it didn't end up being the big story on social media over the weekend. Let's hit that next right here on The Ref. I want to share one story, though, from this weekend that I can. So there were events on a couple of different places on campus this weekend. And I have... I have become a huge fan of Zula Osman, and she uh, 
I mean, not breaking, is J.P. Lossman's wife. And I, I honestly, I'm a huge J.P. Lossman fan. Like, my wife was so ready to be embarrassed because when J.P. was drafted uh, out of Tulane, I loved watching him in college. I think he was in the same draft class as Teddy. And if I'm not mistaken, Ted, what, you and J.P. have the same agent? Um, J.P.'s a great story, too. First-round draft pick, uh, had a good NFL career, not great, not amazing, not awful. Uh, And... uh, Whenever his career was over, he went and did what? Coached high school football. And did it for like five years before jumping on board with Clemson, and now he's here in Norman. But we were my, – my wife and my, young, my oldest – my youngest daughter was being babysat. So we had – or she was staying with a friend, excuse me. So my oldest daughter was with us. And we took the golf cart with JP and Zoo and his kiddos from – one site to another and we were going down Jenkins and I don't know JP didn't want to drive on the road for some reason Josh so we literally were cruising down Jenkins on the sidewalks in this like eight person golf cart and I was pretty sure we were going to die at one point I was kind of thinking this was going to be how it would end meanwhile people are passing us on golf carts that are driving on Jenkins that are driving on the road but JP's like no no man this is the way to go we got this it was awesome Good times this weekend. Kudos to the OU staff for putting this whole thing together. I, I probably, you know what? They had ice cream there, Josh. I should have grabbed you some and froze it at home and brought it in this morning for your birthday present. Happy birthday. Here's some melty ice cream for the night before. I put it in the freezer so it's good to go. Yeah, that would have been amazing. I, I love uh, half-melted, frozen, <laughs> refrozen ice cream. That would have been terrific. But, you know, the fact that, the fact that you just thought about that now is right. really what's important. Yeah, you know, that's what's important is that I'm, you know, I'm coming through in a time of need for you more than anything else. All right. Um, do you, it's it's nine forty six. I don't I don't know. Let's just let's play the clip this weekend on KREF Sports on Twitter. That's our official Twitter account where you should follow us. Um, the the story on Friday, right, became about not just Oklahoma and its party at the Palace, but it also became about Malachi Nelson making the visit to Texas A&M. So our Twitter account, at KREF Sports, posted this. But I know this. There's a lot of flaws in taking a commitment, making a reservation, and then going to go doing your thing. How can I manage a roster or who else I need to offer if I got – Nine guys committed, but they're going to Bama and Georgia and LSU and A&M. How can I manage? How can I take commitments? I don't know what my numbers are. Don, I don't want a guy to commit. Do not commit. Like, hey, coach, I'm ready to commit. Hey, buddy, is it, here's what commitment looks like now. Okay, I want to make sure that you know that you know that you know that you know that you know. So when I say, will you marry me? You say yes, and we get married. <laughs> okay, and then we start off on the right foot. Not like I dated four or five women, and all of a sudden we feel in some kind of way, you know. Is somebody going to actually show up on November 30th? So that was from a really long time ago. <laughs> I mean, it, it's wild because we've, we've done that story. That was the Johnny Gigolo line, right? 
we've done this. We've, we've, we've had these conversations. We've debated whether or not it's a good philosophy. But here's the other thing. It isn't new. Where's your outrage on Clemson's approach to this? Right? I don't, I don't think a lot of college football media pays attention as closely as they should. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I couldn't sit here and tell you what Steve Sarkeesian's philosophy is, but then I'm also not going to go out and write a hit piece on him because he feels that way. I mean, they'll do a good enough job on that when they lose to Kansas this year. Were you, were you surprised to see the way this thing blew up and how outraged people seem to be by a philosophy that's been in place now at Oklahoma for uh, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, about, about 10 months now? <laughs> I'm getting a little forward on my timeline. And one that's been in play for years at places like Clemson? I mean, why did this thing gain a life of its own like this? Did people think he just said it yesterday and it was just implemented over the weekend? Not surprised to see the reaction from Barstool Sports, from Unnecessary Roughness. They've kind of kind of decided to go the Colin Cowherd and others route. Yeah, of, hey, and I guess, and it, Ted, are you and Gabe going to have him on their show again to let him uh, just talk about how terrible we are? Jeez. Yeah, come on. Come on and trash us. And basically they figured out Oklahoma equals engagement, which a lot of people out there in the sports universe have. So there's that part of it. The, the interesting part was the Ari Wassermans and the fighting Irish wires of the world trying to turn these words of Brent Venables around on themselves and basically make Brent Venables out to be a hypocrite because you got somebody on campus in Peyton Bowen that's committed somewhere else. I guess it's the marriage analogy that Brent Venables uses in that cut that has everybody saying, oh, man, well, if you're going to talk about marriage, you better not be trying to flip any commitments. I, I guess for me, whenever I saw the – and I'd love to hear – what triggered you the most in this at 405-651-3439? That's the Air Comfort Solutions text line. True, I'll get right to you after the break, buddy. I'll give you the whole next segment. But 405-329-9000 on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. But I'm just, I mean, welcome to the party? We've been talking about this for months. And then I'll tell you what else triggered me. I'll tell you what angered me maybe the most is, and, I, and again, I'm lo I love Ari Wasserman. He's one of my favorite guys to listen to. I think he's good. I think he's really good. Now, is, is stars matter like saying water's wet? Sure, but y'all seem to fall for it, so let's go. But here's – I think it's BS that you put an unnamed recruiting coordinator that bashes it and says it's not going to work when there's not an opportunity for an Oklahoma counter. And you're a Texas guy. You're openly rooting for Texas. So when it's an unnamed recruiting coordinator, one unnamed recruiting coordinator, to tell you that it's not going to work, and that's – listen, he's not – or he's not like a, a journalist. He's an opinion maker, right? I mean, he's not someone that I guess is held to those standards. Because if one dude, you find one person to help support your opinion, and that's where we go, what are we doing, Athletic? It's what are we doing? It's working pretty poorly so far, by the way, too. They have the nation's number seven overall class. Yeah, And that'll be number six by about 3.15 this afternoon. Never going to work. Never going to work. Not now. It's changed. Well, what? 
I, I guess I don't get where someone is like, yeah, that's just not going to work. Okay, well, we'll see. But so far, so good. Ah, I, I've never understood. I've never understood, A, how things become talked about again when, when they've already been talked out. And number two, how people are just given a platform to bash and, and, and take cheap shots. And, I mean, Wasserman even apologized, essentially. Hey, I don't think he ever said that Brent Venables shouldn't do this. It's, to me, the underlying arrogance of the piece. It's the underlying snooty nature of the piece. That, to me, is what always is like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm sorry. Uh, you talk to one unnamed recruiting coordinator, and as someone who openly roots for Texas, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess who that is. All right, we'll get True's call and yours next right here on The Plank Show. Stick around. Listen, we got two minutes here this hour to wrap up. I mean, am, am I wrong? What kind of way did you feel, Josh, whenever you saw that piece drop this weekend from Ari and, and the Athletic? That Ari and the Irish website really want to play gotcha journalism and twist some words around. I mean, come on, guys. Sure. Is You know, the Jaron Canick situation, Oklahoma did not want Jaron Canick to come to OU. They didn't want to swipe him away from Clemson, but again, that was a Dabo Sweeney, Brent Venables thing, and a Clemson, Oklahoma thing. Generally speaking, I don't know if OU is going to turn great players away. I don't know how many football programs right. out there would. You can't. <laughs> you can't. But. Um, oh, we got 20 seconds. All right, we'll take we'll take a break. We'll go more in-depth on this coming up next hour. I see True on hold. I'll get to you and you as well. I got a line open, 405-329-9000. We got Deshaun Watson talk as well next on The Plank Show.